Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to uh, Cody Taylor coming up here momentarily from Rookie Wire. Uh, that's part of uh, USA Today, Gordon. We'll ask him about uh, really all NBA-related questions, but he does specialize uh, in the draft. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. It, interesting, these these players that are undecided about the draft are entered early. They're in kind of a precarious situation. Based on uh, on timing, uh, in fact, let's uh, let's jump right to it. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. From Rookie Wire, part of USA Today, he's Cody Taylor with us here on the Big Show. Cody, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate you jumping on, and uh, we understand uh, you are are based in Orlando. What do you think about the NBA coming to town, given your current circumstances with COVID nineteen? Yeah, I think um, you know if you ask probably about anybody uh, connected to the NBA prior to about two weeks ago or so, I think that it was a great idea. And Keith Smith, the guy with sports detail. The potential of that happening way back in April and you know he really laid out a, a really nice sort of plan that the NBA could follow and of course that came to fruition and I, I, I really believe that Disney had the edge the leg up on a city like Las Vegas who has consistently hosted NBA events such as Summer League the G League Showcase and but where I think Disney had the leg up is that it's a private property and they can easily section it off from the rest of the public. And, of course, at the time, uh, the parks were still closed. But as the parks are reopening, you know, that section of Disney is pretty kind of, it's kind of off on its own to where people that don't need to be there can't easily get there. Uh, however, over the last couple of weeks or so, uh, COVID-19 cases in Orange County, in Orlando, near Disney World has skyrocketed. Um, and, and so I think that that's probably a concern with the uh, NBA League office and something that they'll continue to monitor and see how that progresses. But in the meantime, you know that they're going to be taking all the precautions necessary uh, as teams start making their way down here to Orlando. So do you feel all right about it? You feel uh, Are you in a comfortable place about the way it's been handled? I think so, and that's me speaking from the outside looking in. And, of course, we've seen, we've heard from players who have had, um, you know, problems with it and kind of have been uneasy about certain things. But I really think that the NBA is, is going to be taking all the necessary precautions uh, to ensure the health and safety of these players. And if a player does not feel comfortable, as we've seen, a few have trickled out over the past week or so um, who weren't comfortable with it. And, and if they want to stay home, if they don't want to travel, then that's, uh, you know, that's perfectly acceptable. And so I think from where just kind of the plan that the NBA has laid out that they're accounting for, for all of these things we're, we're seeing positive tests from players as they trickle back to their, their home markets and are tested now on a consistent basis. And from what the NBA has laid out that, you know, a positive test here or there will result and not necessarily in the cancellation of play, but that specific player or team member quarantined off for two weeks until they can, they can provide two uh, negative tests. 
Cody Taylor is with us, uh, Rookie Wire editor for USA Today. And let's talk about the draft a little bit. Other than actually moving the date of the draft itself, what other complications really have arisen given this circumstance? Yeah, and, and you know, look, it's, it's a, a situation that we have not had to deal with uh, as far as the NBA goes and professional sports as a whole. And so there have certainly been a lot of complications surrounding the draft. Um, you know, and speaking with, with trainers and, and some, some agents, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns. And, and of course, now that there is a draft date set, um, you know, there, it, it really does affect those players that were potentially fringe players, first round, mid to late second round players. Those guys that have over the years, we've seen a number of players use the draft combine, use private workouts to their advantage to really show off their improved game and make their jump off team draft boards. And there have been a number of players like that. And so I think those guys this year have suffered the most. And of course, given the circumstances, there's things that they can't out of their control. However, there was a report that the NBA might consider hosting some sort of combine life event at the, in the bubble at Disney. There hasn't been much in the way of news on that as of yet, but just certainly things like that, that, you know, teams can have prospects in previous years come in, talk to them in person, see them work out. And there is an advantage to that from the team's perspective. And, of course, they're making their, the best of what they can now via Zoom and, and Skype and, and virtual meetings like that. But I, I believe that, there, you know, there's only so much information you can, you can gather from those virtual meetings compared to being there in person. How do you evaluate this uh, draft class uh, on the whole? And are there any specific players that you think just punch you right in the face? Yeah, I think toward, toward the top of the draft, um, there, there's certainly a lot of candidates. Uh, it's, it's kind of an odd draft in terms of there's really not a clear-cut number one player. And, of course, depending on how the, the ping-pong balls fall, which team is at the top will certainly – dictate a lot of things, but there's probably four to five players from James Wiseman to LaMelo Ball to Anthony Edwards to some of these other guys that are right there in the mix of things. And, you know, the Warriors have been a team that have posted the worst record in the league prior to the suspension and have one of the best chances of landing the top pick. But there's been report after report that they're not necessarily high on LaMelo Ball. And when you look at the landscape of the roster with Steph Curry, that obviously makes a lot of sense. But you know, it's, it's tough to really gauge which player would go toward the top. But, you know, when you look at some, some of the other guys further down the list, I think that there's going to be some players that are certainly capable of, of stepping into an environment and, and performing well uh, based on, you know, what they've shown to this point. And so I think moving forward, it's going to be very interesting to see how that happens with the, uh, the lottery set for uh, August 25th. Um, and so until then, we really don't have a, a good idea on, on where the, the, the players could, could fall uh, until then. Cody Taylor is with us, rookie wire editor for USA Today. Uh, do you have any thoughts on BYU's Yoli Childs? Yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of brushing up on him a little bit. And he's a guy that I, I think we have him. Um, my, uh, my peer, uh, Brian Kalbrowski on Rookie Wire, recently put out our latest mock draft, he has uh, Yoli going to number 40 
to the Grizzlies who he worked out with last year. And, you know, he's, he's just the guy that I, I think that a lot of people consider him to be a little underrated um, in, in terms of what he can bring to the court. And I think he's, you know, we talked earlier about the, the complications surrounding the draft. I think he's probably a guy that, that did not benefit from not being able to work out uh, in, in person in front of teams because he certainly has that potential to, you know, maybe where most places have been projected mid to early to mid second round, you know, if he get, were able to get into some of these places and work out, go, do, go to something like the combine, he had a chance to maybe get in the back end of the first round. And so I think, um, you know, he's a, he's a guy that's not going to benefit from that. But when you look at just what he can do in terms of his offensive game and his three-point shooting, that's certainly a skill that, that translates to the NBA. And I think that he has that potential to, to maybe be a steal when, when we're talking about the draft a year. I don't know if you study individual teams, but I wonder if there's a player out there that might fit nicely with the Jazz from where they would uh, they would be drafting from. And so, in our latest uh, mock draft, there we have uh, at the Jazz, and, and obviously depending on where they fall, he Brian who put together this draft did a great job of of kind of fitting the player with the team, not necessarily the best player available. And so when you look at the kind of the landscape of the Jazz, who probably could use a, another player to put in the front court next to Rudy Gobert at times. And, mm-hmm. and, that, and we had uh, Precious Achua from, from the Memphis Tigers, who you know began the year as potentially uh, a lottery pick uh, mid, uh, early to, to uh, mid-first round. And then, um, you know, he, he had a game where he put up 22 points, 22 rebounds, and was just a monster on the defensive glass. And certainly, you know, that's something that Rudy Gobert does. But when you look at kind of the future of the team, you can add, add him to the mix. And he could be a long-term, uh, long-term option that can kind of come in, come in off the bench uh, and fill that need when, when Rudy's necessarily not on the floor. All right, Cody, I'm going to put you in an awkward spot here because you're going to be the decider on a fairly passionate uh, debate that Gordon and I have been having today. All right. Uh, all right. There's, yeah, all right. There's been reports that LeBron James and the Lakers were holding secret workouts uh, during all of that. Is that cheating? Um. Good question. This is me stalling for an answer. <laughs> Again, no <laughs> um, pressure. No pressure. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't think so. Um, because and and I listen. I can't remember if it was on the JJ Reddick podcast with Bill Simmons, but JJ was talking about that facility. Who has they have like the replica Staples Center court, and it's been right. a known fact that players will go into there often. Players that are visiting LA to use that facility. And so, I, I mean, when it comes down to it, I think most player in these past few months in this situation was, was kind of every man for himself in terms of where they can get into a gym, how they can work out. I remember talking to a trainer who's sending, you know, bags of sand to, to some players to put on their back and kind of climb up the stairs and get some cardio in that way. And so, I think depending on where that, that that specific player was located, if they had access to a gym, you know, cheating, and we'll call it a, a pretty good advantage, maybe not cheating. 
Are you happy, Jake? Oh, yeah. Well, very well thought out answer. Yeah, it's ter- terrific. All right. All right. Well, I. OK. He's the decider, I'll, Gordon. Topic over. OK. OK. Well, anything to end the argument. That's all I care about. Happy to help. Hey, well, we yes, ap- thank you. We appreciate it. And we certainly appreciate you uh, jumping on with us today, Cody. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm sure you're like the rest of us and looking forward to some NBA basketball. Yes, absolutely, and I appreciate it, guys, anytime. Thanks, Cody. Thanks. Cody Taylor, from uh, he's a Rookie Wire editor for USA Today. So we talked a little draft, a little overall NBA, and uh, really smart guy, don't you think, Gordon? He seems, uh, he seems to be satisfied with what the NBA has done, the way they've structured the restart in Orlando, and feels pretty comfortable with it. Uh, and, and I got to admit, as... Uh, as passionate as I am about people taking precautions, I think the NBA has really done a good job. I guess we'll find out what happens when they all get down there to Orlando. But I don't. I can't think of a whole lot more they could have done to make it safer, unless they just didn't do it at all. Well, the the doubles ping pong isn't going to get anybody. Good news. Hmm. <laughs> You are such. You are such a. You know what you are. <laughs> no, tell you, me. You know what you are. Tell You're me. a nitpicker. <laughs> All right. I'll you, you know what? I'll take that. That that's probably pretty true. You know what I discovered during the last break there, Gordon? Though Cheaters what? is still being produced. Stop it. It's still going <laughs> in this country. In this country, and you know how many they're still they're still piling out of as Austin said, Astro vans with a camera crew. <laughs> <laughs> They've had three hundred and thirty episodes, and every one of them's must see. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and find out if they're streaming somewhere. You ever need to feel better about your life? Yes. Watch Cheaters. You know what? That's what, what I always used to tell people about Jerry Springer. That show is like also if you good, ever yeah. you, because you can always point at that show and go, well, at least I'm not that guy. You know, things are going wrong. At least wrong. I don't eat the filling in my couch cushions. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little depressed. You know, things haven't been great. I'll flip on a little Springer, and that way I can go, you know who I'm not? That. You know what problem I don't have? That one. <laughs> Victories. <laughs> what was the typical reaction of the busted cheater when the cameras and the floodlights are Oh man, that was it, oh, it was all over the That's place. That's not what it looks like. Yeah, it was anything from like a bald face, <laughs> obvious lies. To, you know, sobbing admittance, to wanting to fight. Uh, and the best part was when they would show them the footage, because a lot of them would be like, oh, no, this isn't what it looks like. And then they'd show the private <laughs> eye footage of, of like, the red-handed uh, reel, and they'd be like, oh, well, um, I'm sorry, baby. I swear, it'll never happen again. Hmm. You're right. You're right. It won't. Because it's, oh, well, sometimes the, the, the cheaty would, would take them back. Or her, I suppose. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Happy ending? Right. I, I saw that. Well, it's no, okay. No, not let's, that. Let's move on with life. <laughs> I just, if if someone is cheating, then does the other person care if they get caught? I mean, if, you're, if you've taken it to that level, do you... Are you this close to just bailing anyway? Uh, yes. Or was it just a little side romp in the park? Oh, easy now. Why did it have to be in the park? Or a, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> 
If you've cheated, 855-340. That's, that's kind of a pretty public Gordon's place. Gordon's got a you question know? for you. The park. I can think of better spots. I wonder, uh, you know, Austin probably will be able to find this out since he has access to so much information. But The same as you. When, when people cheat, what is the number one reason they cheat? I mean, did they ever explain themselves on cheaters? <laughs> uh, the, I don't know what you're asking. According is to there... psychologists, I believe there's eight key reasons why people cheat. What are they? The number one being simply falling out of love. Falling out of love. Well, okay, they just did it out of order then. They cheated before where they should have ended the relationship and then gone on their How way. How about reason six, out of anger? Spite. Oh. Healthy. Spite's a good reason to do almost anything. <laughs> That's what that's what gets PK about, out of bed in the morning. Maybe how about boredom? That's on here. Yeah. Is it? What else is on there? <sighs> Falling out of love for variety, feeling neglected, situational forces. Well, I don't know what that is. Well, how for variety is my favorite reason. <laughs> <Boost> so <far. laughs> self-esteem. I wanted to just gloss over that one. Out of anger, not feeling committed, and because of. <clears throat> Desires. Yeah. Mm. Variety. That's the best one. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you know, I think I'll change it up. Hey, why did you cheat on your spouse? I was looking for a little variety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's old, amazing. What? I mean, does, what does anybody ever like, come clean and say, like, the old hag wasn't doing it for me anymore? Oh, hey. God. Old hag? Can't wait to put that in Gordon's list. <laughs> Whoa. Jeez. I just, what? I mean, talking I mean, about stereotyping. No, it just never made sense to me that people get that out of order. I mean, if you're going to, do, do most cheaters want to preserve the relationship that they're in and they, they just want, like I said, a little side action or are they, are they done with the relationship, but they just forgot to break up first? I know what we're done with. Yes. This conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought I up that. I feel cheated out of I'm my time. Sorry oh. I brought up that show. I really am. I was really I just, excited that the, it was still on the air, and then we went down this, well, this the image, uh, direction. The image of an entire film crew piling out of a van. <laughs> just, it's almost sadly comical. All right. You're on candid camera. Coming up next. Gotcha. The fallout. From the Bubba Wallace situation, we will uh, we'll get to that. We also have to get to. Uh, uh, there's been updates on the Novak Djokovic story that we absolutely have to get to at some point today. I'm jealous of Hanson Scotty because they've got this horrible update music, but it does make me laugh every time they play it. But anyway, we've got an update on that story. We've got to get to at some point today. We've got a Mountain America market update also coming your way at 3:50. At 4:50, unless we want to skip it for some reason, we'll have the not sports report. Didn't so, we just do that? Yeah, we kind of did. Uh, although we had Cody on, that counts. Uh, Martin Schiller is going to be on the show at the top of the four o'clock oh, hour. Good. G I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward Coach to Coach of the Year. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Happy, happy for that. Uh, the the Stars organization today. It's great. Yeah, and that'll then be, that'll be great. And then uh, Dave Locke will join us at the top of the uh, five o'clock. Hey, hey, Austin, are there any statistics on? Is it usually the man or usually the woman that cheats on the other? That's part two tomorrow, Gordon. Okay. Tune in. <laughs> it's really not. No, it's not. 
No, it's not going to happen. Just don't tell Gordon. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stop it. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. I only speak the truth, man. And uh, and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Gordon, yesterday we had some uh, news break during the show, and we talked about it. Of course, the situation with Bubba Wallace and the noose in his garage at Talladega. The FBI released uh, a, a statement that no federal laws were broken, that the noose had, in fact, been there for quite some time. What they say? October 2019? And uh, then the the story got all sorts of distorted, I thought, and we can we can reset kind of our feelings on it, Gordon. But uh, Bubba himself was on Good Morning America, or what, what's the other one? Uh, it was Good Morning America. He did, he did not, them all this morning. Not actually. the Today Show. Which eh. one do you like, Austin? I don't watch either. Uh, I like Good Morning America. Gordon, what are you? Uh, it, it posts more videos, and as a producer, I need access to I those. See. I can't remember the last time I watched either one. We know you're more of a fan of the View. <laughs> uh, let's uh, here's Bubba no, Wallace. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. Here's Bubba Wallace this morning on Good, Mo- uh, Good Morning America. Bubba, to, to be clear here, it sounds like you don't think that this passes the smell test. It sounds like you're still fairly convinced that, that what was in that garage stall wasn't a rope pull, but it was a noose and it was designed to, to intimidate or make a statement. Is that what you still believe? It was a it was a rope pull for, for the garage door. It was attached. The, the image you see of where it was cut, that's exactly what it was. But it was definitely in the shape of a noose. It wasn't a functioning noose. I talked to the FBI. The, the two conversations I had with the FBI, which I never thought I'd talk to the FBI in my lifetime, so hey, there's always something new. Um, they uh, they said the first one was right after the race and said they're going to do everything in their power to figure it out, and they'll be in contact. And then the second conversation was the final one to where they gave me the lowdown of all the investigation and research they, they, had, they have completed and found out that um, that it was a garage pool, but it in fact was a noose. It was not a functioning noose, but it, it, it was a noose. And whoever had the time to create that and, and tie it up like that, just they were they were skeptical about it. And, um, you know, and the FBI says that types, those types of things. And I, and I told them I had questioned my, my team members. Are we sure that this isn't um, something that we're kind of taking out of context? And they backed my team up and reiterated that if if you were to see this uh, at this time, you would stand with your team right now of why they were so alerted. So there you go, Gordon. And I guess I I don't understand. Maybe I'll ask you this: what 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 is the controversy here? I see people getting worked up online, and uh, I, un, I saw that unfortunately uh, hashtag Bubba Smollett. Which, if that's how you're thinking, that just seems so ridiculous to me. I come back to how we responded yesterday. It's it's a pretty good thing that a hate crime didn't wasn't committed. That is a that is a positive. We should Except, we should look at that uh, as a positive. And then the response was terrific. So I, I don't understand. I don't understand what the controversy is here. I 
Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Why would someone shape a door pull like a noose? Uh, to be obnoxious, probably. I, I mean, to, I mean to, that that just strikes me as being odd. Oh, it's not, it's totally stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, but so, there there are people that think that's funny. I guess I don't. What are you What are you asking? How How would you, Why would that be funny? Uh, there's also, I had a I had a kid in school that I knew that was really into knot tying, and he in his spare time would pull out a piece of spare rope and tie different kinds of knots. And that was one that he would tie from time to time. He ne- he didn't have any ill intent in tying that, but it's not something I would do. But hey, passing the time doing things that you're bored and you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have tied a noose. Mm. All right. Well, that that was my one question about it. Uh, is uh, well, it was in fact a noose, and 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 so why would you do that as a as a door pull? But uh, if it it's, was, it's completely inappropriate. I mean, one hundred percent. There's no. It's it absolutely. And the fact that they were alerted to it, they saw it, and they told somebody about it is exactly what they should have done. Right. Look, in, look that, into it is exactly what the FBI should have done, and support the support your driver is exactly what NASCAR should have done. All all right. of this was one hundred percent positive and correct, and we should all be relieved. That it was not a hate crime. That I, I like. I said I just don't get the 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 controversy. Jimmy Johnson tweeted this, Gordon. He says I'm relieved to hear this wasn't a hate crime, and I'm still so proud of how our sport came together yesterday. Absolutely. Yep. One hundred percent. Yes. I got. I uh, I, I gave Austin this example uh, when we were talking about this before the show, Gordon. Remember there was a, a bomb threat at the arena this year. Man, that seems so long ago. Or I guess it was last year, but this season. And uh, it turned out to be a, uh, what was it, Austin? I think it was somebody's toolbox, right? Yes. And so everything in that scenario actually went 100% correct. The staff was great about organizing an evacuation. The the crowds were, uh, uh, um, what's what I'm, orderly in, in getting out, uh, cooperative. Everybody was alerted. The, the proper step, steps were taken by alerting police, and they alerted you know who they were supposed to alert. And it turns out that it was just a toolbox, and it wasn't a bomb. But we can still say, wow, I'm really proud of how the arena staff and all the fans, how they behaved in that manner. It doesn't matter that it wasn't a bomb. It was a toolbox. That's, that's, it doesn't, in fact, we're all relieved it wasn't a bomb, of course. But that doesn't mean that we can't say, boy, really proud of how our, our team and our community reacted in that situation, because that could have been real bad. Right? I, I would agree. I, I agree with everything you said. I just don't know why somebody fashioned it in the first place. Well, and it's inexcusable. I, I mean, I, yeah, I agree but, with you. It's a, it's offensive and terrible. And I, but I don't it's want... nowhere near as terrible as it would be if it had been done as some sort of uh, to prove some point to bubble all as a threat. You know? Right. As a threat, because that right. is a, a threat to somebody's life if that mm. is how it happened. And it would yeah. be much more serious. But it doesn't diminish the, the response at all. Still super proud of NASCAR and the response of their drivers. This is not my take, but just to, to present a view and get your guys' opinion and reaction to this. What would you say to somebody who says it's awfully convenient that the garage that Bubba Wallace was assigned to was the only garage on the premises that the door pole was fashioned into a noose. Which didn't we, uh, didn't we have our buddy call in yesterday? And Shane ex- Beck said, yeah, they assigned the, the garages by standings, by points. Right. And but they- it was the garage that Bubba Wallace team was assigned to 
happened to be the only garage pole that was fashioned into a noose. Well, that's where the FBI comes in, though, because that thing was there for six months. I haven't seen if they said there were others tied in that way, though. I, I haven't seen that either, but they did say that particular rope has been there for a very... So it's just coincidence. So it's just pure coincidence, because how would they have ever known when they tied that in October that in June this would even be happening, let alone somebody would be in particular in the That's, garage? I, I guess what I'm saying is I think there are those out there that don't buy the October part of it. I think there are those out there that think this was tied... More recently than October. Now, I, I get, is, the, is the FBI really that clumsy? Right. That they would. I get people sometimes have a trouble trusting the FBI because of its rather interesting history. But in this case, they're not going to be that cut and dry about it if it was not there in October. I mean, somebody showed them some evidence, whether it's a photo or whatever, of it being there in October. I mean, they were specific about the month. I mean, I don't think they're saying any of that unless they're 100 percent sure. What what incredible had, timing then? They had fifteen agents on the case. I think they got to the bottom of what, it. What incredible timing then? That the garage that happened to be right. assigned the Bubba Wallace at this time in right. the temperature and climate of our society happened to have a noose on the the draw pole. It would appear to be one incredible coincidence, but yeah. And those things happen sometimes, guys. I mean, you can't you can't convict somebody on something that. Uh, it, 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 these things do happen at times. I I don't know the specifics of this case. Obviously, it wasn't part of it, but uh, it does seem uh, suspiciously uh, coincidental. <laughs> I, I think it's just a huge coincidence. I don't think the FBI is that specific about it if they weren't one hundred percent sure. Hmm. But yeah, and by the way, so. it does. But the, I guess bringing back to the point, it doesn't change anything other than I'm relieved it wasn't a hate crime. Like it doesn't, it doesn't change. It doesn't diminish how they responded. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't weaken the message. The the results are still a a happy end to this. And everybody behaved appropriately outside of maybe jumping to some conclusions before the, all the facts were in, which I don't blame anybody for doing in this circumstance because of the current climate. But right. I, I, I guess I just don't understand. I don't understand the controversy. Why are, why are people worked up about it? It's like, this is all good. Yesterday's information, yesterday's news was terrific and does not change anything about the message whatsoever. Well, who's, who, who exactly is worked up about what? Uh, well, I'd say calling him Bubba Smollett is, is, probably, uh, 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 is probably where you'd start. Go ahead and, and type that hashtag into the Twitter machine, Gordon, and I think you'll see what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it wasn't a hate crime. I'm I'm happy about that, like you said. All right. We're going to be out at the warehouse. I want to invite you to come join us. It's going to be on Thursday. The big show will be out there from 2 to 6, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. We'll have more big shows straight ahead of Mountain America Market Update on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go town! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. It's time for another Mountain America Market Update. Let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's Stuart Campbell with us. Stuart, how are you? Pretty good. How are you guys doing today? Doing terrific. Thank you very much. Give us a little update. How the market do today? Uh, today? Yeah, um, markets were down today. Uh, S&P 500 closed down about 80 points, uh, which is uh, about 2.5% down. It closed at 3,050, and the Dow was down uh, 710 points, and that equates to around 2.7%. So, um, rough day. And a lot of it is, uh, there's two main factors, um, just rising numbers of COVID infections, um, and one in particular, um, four states, Florida, California, Texas, and Arizona. Um, those four states comprise up to 30% of our nation's GDP, of the economic activity that happens there. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, so that's what the market is kind of digesting right now. Um, the market up to this point, up until the last couple of weeks, has been betting that the worst of the pandemic recession was behind us. And so with this new information of rising cases, it's causing a little bit of volatility. So that's kind of a, a you know, a concerning point. Um, you know, you guys may have heard Dr. Fauci said that the next couple of weeks are really going to be critical. So, um, you know, Utah, we've seen, uh, sounds like uptick in cases as well. Um, so we're not any different. Um, but that's kind of what the markets are digesting, as well as tariffs. Um, uh, the Trump administration is looking at adding uh, some additional tariffs on the European Union right now, um, kind of in retaliation for another tax that they're doing. And so um, that kind of calmed down when COVID hit, but now it sounds like they're going to try and keep going forward with it. So we'll see how that uh, handles things. <laughs> so given the volatility, because the market had been climbing back up, uh, any advice? Yeah, you know, one that's been sticking out to me, um, and it's been a little bit more um, apparent in the last couple of weeks that we've heard our own state legislature meet and uh, consider other options, you know, how to fund the state, because we have a balanced budget amendment um, in our state's constitution. So, um, you know, when people are losing their jobs, they're losing their income. They don't have any income. They're not paying all the taxes that the governments are used to um collecting, which pays for our basic and essential services and other services that we're used to getting. Um, a lot of these entities, government entities, are going to see their tax revenue fall. Um, and they're having to go back and decide what is essential and what are we going to have to reduce or cut or eliminate. Um, so I think for most of us, you know, the average folk, um, we're going to see things like road repairs, you know, city building improvements, sidewalks, rec centers parks, those kind of things, we'll see those things either be delayed, um, you know, and I don't want to paint a bad scenario, but I think it's just good for our listeners to remember that um, if, if there's things like that that we're used to seeing our cities and counties hop on, it might not be as quick um, given the current environment. But a lot of cities have rainy day funds, emergency funds to um, cover those kinds of things. Uh, one interesting one that I read in the 
in one of the local newspapers that maybe your listeners might find interesting is that a lot of cities and towns here in Utah have uh, seen sales tax reduced, but uh, Eagle Mountain has actually seen their sales tax increase because a lot of their residents are staying home and they're buying more at home um, that they've seen their sales tax go up. So that's a bright spot amongst all this other uh, um, data. But I think just remembering what's going on around us and uh, how our government revenues and the services we, we're used to getting from government is, is going to change going forward. Stuart, we, for short. Yeah, hey, we appreciate you. Thanks for jumping on, man. Stay well. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. That's uh, our friend uh, Stuart Campbell from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America market update. Investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. Speaking of taxes in Eagle Mountain, don't you think that they should just raise the property taxes through the roof in Eagle Mountain? Just just tax the daylights out Not all of Eagle Mountain. Just, just, just a certain precinct, we'll call it. Just one specific property in Eagle Mountain. Can they do that, where they, they, they jack the property taxes by, you know, 150% for just one specific property in Eagle Mountain? Is that a thing? I mean, it's a large property. It is large, yeah, and, and should be taxed heavily. You want to get more, more specific with our listeners about who you're trying to penalize? Oh, I think we can all put it together. <laughs> Oh, hey, guys, let's raise those taxes. Hmm. Uh, no, uh-huh. I just just Hans's house. That's all. Okay. <laughs> just Hans's house. Okay. Yeah. If yeah. you need to build a new road, take the taxes from Hans's house. Yeah, but if you do that, then Hans will want his name on the road. That's fine, as long as he pays for it. <laughs> Hans Olsen Drive? Yeah, whatever. Right. Name it whatever he wants. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he could name it gotta get this pie in me drive for all i care <laughs> oh man don't don't waste higher taxes on any one specific individual like that other than handsome well, i picked up herpes from some guy in in uh boise street <laughs> oh my Oh, man, 1501. How about that? I picked up herpes from some guy in in uh, Boise Street. I like it. Yeah, yeah it has a good. nice it has flow. a nice nice ring to it. Really great to rattle off on like a registration form or something. You hear Google Maps reading that back to you. Yeah. You have arrived at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, we're excited about this. Uh, Martin Schiller is going to be on the show. He's the head coach of the Salt Lake Stars. And uh, he was named today Coach of the Year for the G League in his third yes. season as head coach of the Stars. Uh, excited to have him on the show coming up next. Stay tuned. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.